0: Hello and welcome to episode 24 of Rank Up, an on-page SEO podcast where we talk about technical SEO, content optimization, search engine news and much more. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Gary, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Ed Wilson. You alright, Ed?
1: Yeah, good thanks, Ben. Um, the weather is hot and I got my first job today, so all oh, things are positive right now. <laughs> ah,
0: congratulations, I got mine earlier this week as well. <laughs> yeah. So, Kirsten, uh, have you been jabbed yet down in London? <laughs>
2: I was about to say congrats on the jabs. Um, yes, I had my first one so far, so that's really good.
0: Excellent. Yeah, it's a, it's nice nice boost going into the summer, isn't it, for all of us? Yes. <laughs> um, and, well, we, we've spoken to you there without introducing you. We also have Kirsten <laughs> Reichert on the show, um, the Senior Digital Marketing Manager at Tide, which is a London-based fintech company. How are you, Kirsten?
2: I'm very well, thank you, um, and yes, hi Ben and hi Ed, and uh, thanks for having me today.
0: Well, it's great to have you, thank you for making the time to come on. We've all said how, how crazy it feels at the moment with lockdowns changing and stuff, so we appreciate you spending the time to come and just talk to us about SEO. <laughs> Pleasure. Um, and we'll get started um, by hearing a bit more about you. We always like to hear uh, where our guests have kind of come from in the industry and what they're doing now. Um, so, can you start by giving us an overview of how you got to where you are in SEO today?
2: Yes, absolutely, I've done all sorts of things really, but um, I started my career at a software company in Germany, so that's where I'm originally from, Yeah. Um, and there I looked after a number of different marketing channels, including paid search and organic search. Um, but the main focus of the company was on organic. And I also found that to be the most interesting part of marketing. Okay. Um, so I thought, you know, it covers so many different areas from being creative to being technical. And so I, I really enjoyed working at SEO. And then I decided that's what I wanted to specialize in. Um, and that was about 12 years ago. Awesome. <laughs> so from there, I worked in different SEO roles in house and also agency side. Um, I worked a few years at an agency in Switzerland, and then now, most recently, I'm in the UK, um, where I'm now at Tide. Um, I always loved the fast pace of agencies, but wanted to have full ownership of my channel and being like a well-integrated part of the marketing team, Um, and just generally the business and being able to see everything from start to finish. And so, yeah, for me, I found the perfect place at Tide, where now I have the very fast pace, (laughs) Um, but I'm still able to basically fully own all of seo and being well integrated in the marketing team and the business in general
0: fantastic and uh, i'm just gonna slip a, a quick extra question in there which i think sure. will be helpful which is just um can you for people who haven't heard of tide can you just give a, a quick overview of what they do so that so people know for the rest of the conversation
2: yeah absolutely so we are fairly new and we started as a business account for small businesses Um, And I want to say over the last two years, we have evolved into a whole financial services platform to support um, small businesses starting their business and growing their business. So we offer things like company registration, um, then you can get your business account at the same time when you sign up with Tide and then you have all this functionality and different tools within the app from payroll to invoicing and expense management, basically everything you need day-to-day to to run your small business.
0: Great, so very, for you, very, very business focused, speaking to business owners and lots of probably quite competitive topics as we'll come (laughs) on in the main part of your interview. (laughs) Um, So for your day-to-day role at Tide, uh, what does that involve?
2: um it always starts with performance so that's how i start my day um i look at um our data from yesterday um and if everything looks good then um, there's nothing immediately to action there Um, but then i would go through slack and see if there's anything urgent i go through my emails and just you know, to make sure there isn't anything that needs my immediate attention. Then i check my calendar just to make sure I'm on top of everything that's happening on that day. Um, and then, yeah, it really depends. If it's the end of the quarter, uh, like it is now, then I'm yeah. probably very busy with reports and reviews, uh, forecasting and planning for the next quarter, um, and generally working with data to make sure we you know, we are on top of things and make very good decisions. Um, But more broadly, I'd say I look after a number of different things. So that could be working with our developers on website changes and improvements. It could be working with our copywriters and editors on content um, or our social media team and CRM teams on distribution um, of of, of our content. working with our PR team on upcoming campaigns uh, and very likely also working with product managers on market research, product launches um, and product updates and then translating all of that into our strategy and campaign execution, which is probably how I spent most of my time, just looking into what are the product teams doing and how can we support that um, with SEO.
0: Just a just a small number of jobs then. Yeah. <laughs> um, <is laughs> ever, there...
2: ever growing, but yeah. It, <laughs> are more. you
0: the only sort of dedicated SEO at Tide or, or are there is there a larger SEO team?
2: Um, No, so I am the SEO
0: team, which (laughs) is
2: uh, quite challenging at times, so I am responsible for all things SEO from strategy to execution. Um, I do work with freelancers there and they are very much part of the team. Um, So they are on Slack with me. Um, Yeah, basically the extended part of what would be my internal team. Um, is covered by freelancers. I've just recently hired a copywriter, and I'm now mm-hmm. also looking for a, a technical SEO analyst. Um, so at the moment, yes, I am the I guess, only person 100% focused on SEO, but we're in the team. Nice. That's fantastic. fantastic.
1: Yeah, I guess, cousin. since you've been uh, at Tad for a couple of years now, could you give us a quick overview of, I guess, the the SEO requirements of the company and website and how they've changed over time? I imagine in that time frame, you know, whilst it's two years, I bet there's been a lot of kind of company initiatives and a lot of, uh, I guess, shifts in terms of focus potentially, but also, (laughs) I guess, with you purely, well, being the (laughs) core focus on SEO and the only person working on SEO, you've kind of seen it all, right?
2: yeah it's been a very very interesting journey so i think when i started at type we were a very very small marketing team and i believe the whole company was roughly 80 people whereas now we are nearly 700 i think so yeah quite a lot of change within two and a half years Um, so, yeah, when I started in that small team, uh, my role was much broader and I was supporting many different areas and activities. So, I would even go to trade exhibitions and talk to um, visitors there about Tide and how we can support them buying their small business. Or I would work on out of home campaigns and on the first TV ad. Um, and then, I guess. More in regards to SEO. Um, starting out was all about establishing the foundation, um, you know, setting um, the strategy, finding even just the right tools and partners to work with, um, and then working with our developers to make sure um, that. Um, my SEO requirements were built into everything that we launch, and make sure we have this very strong foundation um, that we can then build on moving forward. Um, And so that's generally still what we do, um, like looking at all technical aspects of the websites, but the requirements have become far more complex. So now it's more um, a matter of, you know, how do you scale? How do you do things at scale? how can you do more while at the same time you need to become more efficient because there's more and more to do and you know there's only so many people and only so many hours in the day and um, yeah, as i mentioned we've grown massively as a company and we're no longer just a business account um, we're now this whole business finance platform with so many different features and functionality and all of that needs to be surfaced and promoted um so yeah naturally the seo requirements and efforts have to scale with the rest of the company
1: yeah nice uh, i know um you've mentioned there in terms of i guess the foundational work and on previous yeah. episodes we've had we uh, fabrizio from wise mentioned that they've invested a lot in their kind of cms and their structure but also there was an element of kind of just testing things out kind of launching it and see see what happened was it i guess when you first joined the business was it a case of that um you had a kind of set vision in terms of actually we need to make sure the foundations are strong and you know where you are today you're feeding into that strategy or is it the case that in certain areas that you quite experimental and i i guess what the question would be is is the, the work that you focused on two years ago is that mm. very much feeding into your foundations, or is there a way that actually it has caused some issues further down the line um, that you know you're working with today as well?
2: Yeah, I think it's uh, changing over time. So we're not quite like Wise yet, so we haven't built yeah. our own um, functional CMS um, yeah. yet. So that's uh, not something we're doing at the moment. Um, but there are other things um, that we test and learn, so to say. Um, But that's more something we're doing now, where we have the time and the foundation to actually do those things. Whereas in the beginning, it was more about building something, you know, building that real estate to even rank with. Um, Because I started on a very, very small website, there was barely anything there. We had one product, which was the account. And then we just had a few pages that were like the typical startup editorial content from you know meet the team and general company updates um so i guess in the beginning it was more about uh, finding ways to attract the right audience um you know expand on on your i guess online real estate um, talk more about products expand on the products um you know create Content around features and functionality, and then utilise editorial content and and ramp up that production.
1: Um, nice. And uh, in terms of like the the technical work required for the for the site, that's changed over the years. Is it was it the case like as you mentioned there? It's more a case of setting that structure in place for that real estate in terms of the functionality of the product and everything like that now, or is it the case that's still ongoing and or is it maybe the case that that's been adapted over time, and now there's like further opportunities, such as I don't know, structured data or, or page speed or anything like that. Yeah, um,
2: I think it's very much changing, and it's becoming more and more complex. So I think in the beginning, um, because it was a very small website, we. Didn't really have any of the legacy issues that I've had working on much older, much larger websites um, where you, where it's hard to, you know, not just find the things you need to improve and fix, but just getting them done is really, really hard. Right? <laughs> I'm sure we've all been there. Um, so working with a new website, um, it was quite different because you start on a blank sheet so you can go in with all of your requirements. What do you need? What functionality do you need? Um, and we were able to build that in. So you know, um, editors and copywriters, they can go in and they are sort of aware of like the SEO elements that need to be considered so they can add their metadata, they can make sure, um, you know, their schema markup, their images are optimized um, and and things like that. Um, So I would say, I don't want to say it was really easy, but we had a very good opportunity starting with such a new and small website to make sure know all of these requirements um, are embedded into our systems and then from there growing it was more how can we scale it how can we build templates um and one thing you've touched on was the structure of the website (laughs) so yes that is something that is i would say one of the challenges when you start um in a very new business because you don't really know what's to come, right? So um, you want to make sure that you have the right information architecture in place, that your content is very easily accessible, not only for search engines, but of course um, to your website visitors as well. And so trying to anticipate that, that's very difficult. Um, so I think it's basically a matter of doing as much as you can um to have a good setup um but you can't really predict like when i started on the website i didn't know how many different products we would launch i didn't know how many partnerships we would have with other companies i didn't know um you know all the different types of contents we would be producing. And now yeah. we are expanding internationally, which is really exciting. But that means now there are different requirements that we didn't have at the start. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's getting more complex and it is ever changing. So definitely something that needs constant work and we need to be very aware of and and not just build on things but make sure um, we don't get to too clunky and too slow by just building things
1: yeah. on top. Yeah, I guess this leads nicely onto my next question. In terms of you've already mentioned there, I guess the the moving parts of the website, and you you mentioned even at the start that it was quite difficult, but as you've, you've referenced uh, a few minutes ago in terms of how the team's grown so I imagine mm-hmm. there's going to be more departments such as like product teams customer service teams or anything like that now feeding into to the website and how what content needs to exist on there so I guess as the the sole focus of it, when you mentioned you're the, the person kind of pioneering SEO at Tide, how difficult is it to kind of manage all of these <laughs> teams feeding into the website and also I imagine with the, the topic of, of what you're discussing in terms at providing information towards uh, small businesses this is always changing so I think like content hygiene is a, a core focus of SEOs at the moment because we need to make sure the contents that we're servicing for users is always fresh and up-to-date and obviously there'll be new competitors invest in that information so kind of how difficult is it to always manage those moving parts as well as you can do with teams feeding into it but also an understanding that you know information can uh, you know can Be quickly out of date you know month to month or even uh, even sooner than that
2: yeah right um so that is changing over time um, (laughs) as you said And i guess so there's two sides of it right it's the it's the growing business and and the growing team and more people needing access to do things on the website and then the second uh, part is how do you keep content fresh and make sure you Serve the right content um, to your audience. So, for the first part, looking at the growing company and the growing team, I um, don't really like the word, but um, you need to have a good process in place. So, yeah. having worked at large organizations, I'm, I'm a bit, I don't know, I have nightmares when I hear process, but I think, um, you know, when, when your company grows, you're, you're not that tiny team anymore, then you need to have a good structure, a good um process in place um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so yeah basically you you need to you need to have that in order to be able to grow and not you know end up herding cats basically <laughs> yeah. um, so i would say the three key elements are um education um documentation and then having that defined process for delivery so when we were very small we could just you know go in make very fast uh changes um you know if we needed to update something or we launched something and um that was all right because it was sort of manageable or we were just in that state where we needed that flexibility and we needed to work at that pace um but now it's it's i guess much more structured, Um, we have tickets for everything and we work in sprints just like the rest of the company, Um, but still try to remain some flexibility to get things live quicker if we need to. Um, But then, yeah, if we look at those steps, so um, education, I think it's very, very important um, to educate the team how things are built, Uh, how do they go live, who needs to be part of it, and at which stage, and for me, obviously, very, very important, and what SEO requirements need to be considered. Um, So at the moment, this is quite straightforward, as I'm the person looking after the website (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. together with our developers. Um, So I'm usually there, and I'm involved, and I can make sure SEO guidelines are considered. Um, But as we grow, we need to continue that education because there's more and more people joining the team. And of course, they need to be made aware of how things work. Um, And that leads to documentation. So people need to find the information. They need to understand um, what is the process. So everything needs to be well documented. Um, They need to know who's um, basically what does the um, RACI look like for website updates? Who is responsible? Who's accountable, consultant and informed? And uh, what steps need to be taken for a certain task? Um, And so basically that's what what informs that um, overall process that we follow. Um, So everyone needs to be clear on ownership at each stage. Um, The design needs to come from the designers, the copywriters do the copy and the legal team needs to sign off. That's just how it is. Um, And when you have everyone aware and on board, then I would say for now it's a fairly smooth way of working. Um, It might be that you have to restrict access, um, you know, have have certain roles, um, someone who has access to everything, someone might just be able to edit. so that is some way you can ensure you know nothing breaks okay, so people don't touch yeah. accidentally what they might not need to touch. Um, yeah. And then we also have a number of tools in place um, to alert us in case of different scenarios. Um, one of my favorite tools is Content King, so we use that mainly for um, SEO monitoring.:
0: Yeah. Yeah, we've um we've just had a a trial of that here. Actually, I've I've oh, nice. had some of the notifications coming through. It's really handy.
2: Yeah, it is. It's very um yeah, it's very fast, and um it gives me a bit more peace of mind.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that that's a that's a fantastic insight into into content processes. A a, a larger I get not not kind of the the biggest business in the world because there are some with huge kind of multi site things, but you know, seven hundred employees is is a lot bigger than. Um, yeah. Probably where a lot of where a lot of us listening to this uh, have worked at. So um, <laughs> it's interesting to hear about the the processes to keep everyone in line from an SEO perspective. Yeah. I mean,
2: it, it might change over time. You know, that's that's what's working for us at the moment. Yeah. Not everyone needs to work on the website. Um, I guess it will be different when we expand internationally, and then you might yeah. have local teams who need access to different things. So um, yeah, we'll see how that goes.
0: Um, this is, right. This
2: is- Sorry.
0: Oh, sorry. Now you, you carry on.
2: Now, I just remembered that you also asked about content freshness, I think. Yeah, um, I yeah, that yeah, no, <laughs> be because... I was doing yeah, because... <laughs> yeah, it'd be good to hear <laughs> about that. Mm-hmm. Sure. So um, we do um, you know, continuously produce new content, but I think it's very important to keep that freshness of what you already have. Um, For product pages that's easy because um, we always know if the product has an update so that comes from the product owner they keep track of what needs updating but then when we look at editorial content um, we regularly go through our content we see what is still relevant Um, you know maybe something doesn't get traffic at all then we might not need that particular piece of content um but generally we, it's it's part of our ongoing um you know content schedule where we not only publish new things but revisit yeah. um existing content um, especially if it's around key dates you know there are um for example important tax dates that small business owners need to be aware of and things like that and we need to make sure that information is correct Um, So yeah, so it's integrated in how we generally um, work with our content to make sure the information is always up to date and maybe sometimes we can make it better, maybe we have some accounting partners, they are experts for a specific topic, we can feature them um, within the content, we can update infographics and things like that, so um, yeah, definitely that's something we do on an ongoing basis.
0: That makes a lot of sense, thanks for that. Um, I'm just going to keep it on content for a bit and and just kind of take it let take it back to the to the start or to your earlier days at, at tide before it got to the point where it is now. Um, and just see at, at what point did editorial content really start to come into your thinking as part of the SEO strategy, um, and how did you decide where to start with that because it's such a potentially such a broad market from what you've said
2: yeah, absolutely so um a little bit was there from the existing marketing team when I started. Like they were very aware of um, basically using different types of content for different things. So yeah. this could be um, an ebook um, to use for lead generation and things like that. So some of it was in place. Um, but coming into Tide, um, content was very important right from the start because, as I said, before, um, the website was very, very small, so there weren't that many pages yeah. to to attract anyone, <laughs> um, apart from maybe people looking for a business account. But of course, there's, there's so much more, um, you know, that, that relates to that and um, that would be interesting um, for, you know, small business owners um, yeah. throughout their journey and very early on. Um, so it was a very important part right from the start. Um, basically, trying to build out that that real estate of the website mm-hmm. um, to have um, more topics um, to to rank with, and then you know to attract readers and potential customers. Yeah. So, um, yeah, starting there, there was the the startup content, you know, the, yeah. the, the nice um, uh, customer, what we, we call our customers' members, so our member spotlights and meet the teams, right, yeah. which are very relevant for the brand and also to attract potential new colleagues. Um, but there is, I guess, there is no surge demand behind those things, mm-hmm. right? It's a, it's a it's a different different approach to content and has a different purpose. So um, in terms of SEO, I started looking into a number of different things uh, to inform basically ideation and then content planning, Um, so not just only you know what are search volumes and trends, I mean you want to know the opportunity that you have um, with those topics but you also need to understand how competitive um, are these topics, is it worth talking about them or should you you know maybe not waste your time there and yeah, do yeah. something else um but then there are other things that would inform content planning which is um seasonality so there are important dates for business owners like we've just touched on mm. um, and then are the topics a general fit for tide who we are and you know do they correlate with our products do they attract the right audience um, and then we'd also look at um questions we get from members Um, so we can go ask our support team and see you know what do what do business owners need what do they struggle with yeah that's great informs um, our content so there's many different things we can look at and then the combination of that informs how we then would prioritize um, what we do and i guess in the beginning it was quite broad from talking about um, you know how to start a business, how to run your business, how to grow your business. Um, but now, as we are a bit more mature, I'd say, and have more um, product areas that touch on different, I guess, potential editorial topics. Yeah. Um, that has become more specific. So we are more closely aligned with our product launches and then um, the specific topics surrounding the product. So now we can talk about you know payable invoicing expense management and those yeah. things whereas before it was yeah it was it was broader um trying to reach that audience um and then we also make sure that the the content that we produce doesn't only work for seo so that's also why we look at
0: people
2: people what do small business owners ask um you know what do they ask to support you so i mean seo obviously is is what i look after but um i I can't have that tunnel vision we do a lot of work and it should work for different areas as well so we are quite well integrated um with uh, other areas of the marketing team so It might be important dates are coming up. So, we're not only producing written content, but we might also host an online masterclass. Um, Yeah, like I said, around key dates or product launches. And then, you know, some content might be very very relevant for our small business newsletter, or it might be um, great for generating leads um, for our uh, CRM team, or it could support social media teams. Maybe it's a very interesting data-led story that we that we um, tell, you know, based on data from Company's House, for example, or you know, whatever other very interesting things are out there that are relevant yeah. for more business owners, and then we can work not only on creating the content but also working with our um, PR team um to increase the reach of the content that we've produced so um yeah i guess generally we try to combine our efforts and um, reach our audience at different stages um through different marketing channels
0: wow that's that's awesome that's such a such a broad approach and it probably leads into my next question with some of the things you've already touched on which is when when the the market is so competitive we even touched on it at the start so it just Speaking to businesses is uh, there are so many different types of websites trying to create that content for about business and finance and you know, mm-hmm. starting your business and all all this kind of thing. So how how do you try and make Tide stand out and actually attract people to come and click on your website as yeah. opposed to all of the other competitors that they could click on?
2: Yeah, um, I think it's a very very. Uh long-term effort Um, you know like you said there are so many different resources out there a lot of platforms talking about similar things um, and yes it is very competitive Um, but I would say don't let that discourage you it, it could when you look at you know when you look at the competition and search yourself you're like oh yeah i'm not sure but.
0: <laughs> doesn't fill you with confidence at the beginning no, sometimes well not
2: really but but i guess from experience i know that that should not discourage you because um you know there's still so much scope for you to to do something that's really really great and that readers will like and um yeah it's i would say it's probably not as bad as it looks at first yeah yeah Um, and i think for Tide the difference is that while there are i guess similar companies um we we position ourselves as like truly the thought leader in small business finance. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess some of the fintech competitors, um, they they look after personal finance and business finance, but we are the ones who are 100% focused on small businesses only and their financial needs. Um, And that's really at the core of everything we do from developing products to creating content. we also work with our partners we have a lot of accounting partners and our members who do very very interesting things and, and they are experts in starting a business because yeah. they've done okay. it <laughs> so um, we work with them and they contribute to our content um, that could be a masterclass, but it could be a content on our website as well so um yeah for for certain topics um that they are the experts in we have them contribute because we're tied. we're we're finance experts but you know there are other topics where our accounting partners or our members are much better suited to talk about um so so we make sure we work with them and um, we also run surveys with our members to better understand um, you know what would they like to see and read more um, what matters to them what do they potentially struggle with and could have more guidance Um, and then we not only do like informational or educational content we also look at um, you know other areas that could be really interesting so there could be um, as I've previously mentioned like different data sources to Um, you know create insights around the small business landscape in the UK for example and then tell stories around that Um, and we are very much um, you know always 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 looking at the news and any government announcements yeah Um, yeah. we have people dedicated to that um, you know that are keeping informed and as soon as there's an announcement then we can update our members with that and we can create content around that for our readers whether they're members or not but small business owners right so anything they need to know they can find it on the Tide website Um, so I think the combination of all of that um, hopefully makes us very very relevant um, as a source for small business owners and Hopefully, over time, um, Google will feel the same way. Yeah,
0: it <laughs> yeah it's a it's a long term game, isn't it? <laughs> With <the Absolutely>,
2: <laughs> yeah, and I it takes a while, I think, to to you know establish yourself yeah. and, and create the right things, and you learn as you go. So I wouldn't say we always got everything one hundred percent right, um, but yeah, that's what you do over time. Why right? do you look at what yeah. works, what doesn't work? So I,
0: I think what you said about that. Um, identity for Tide and and really focusing on what your experts in in all types of content is is hopefully really helpful for people listening because I, I do find it's quite easy uh, speak, speaking from experience in the past it can be quite easy to fall into the trap of thinking that you just have to kind of match whatever's ranking well in search and kind of almost reproduce and maybe slightly improve on just what what the search competitors are doing but actually in the long run having that identity yeah. is going to be the way to reach the right customers and and make that content worth something.
2: I think so because if you only look at what you know what your competitors are doing and we all use the same tools mm. we might you know just keep competing around the, the same keywords or topics and trying to be a little bit better a little bit better yeah. um, so I think um, you know long term you need to create your own identity and establish yourself as a really good source of content
0: yeah yeah that's awesome thank you and so just um, kind of looking looking ahead now and at Tide's current state of content you rec- you, you mentioned earlier that there's Quite a lot of different influences coming in now, a lot of different teams that can potentially mm-hmm. be involved. So um, what, what's kind of driving your content strategy now, especially on the kind of more SEO driven editorial side? Is it are you still looking for keyword research and keyword opportunities or are there um, other, other areas of the business or other ideas that are kind of driving the content now?
2: yeah i think um so starting out it was there was um especially in the very very early days were very much focused on high volumes and high traffic potential and i wouldn't say we neglect that completely we don't so we still look at you know search volumes and trends uh, competitiveness um, and then seasonality um, and as i've mentioned those important dates for business owners um Mm -hmm. but i think we are looking more and more into what's the general best fit for Tide as a business finance expert, and how can we very very closely align with our products? Yeah, um, and you know, find out w- why why would potential members come to Tide? What is the need that they would need that product, and then what are the questions around that, and how can we transform that into content, um, and basically make sure it's it, the content doesn't just cover the product and what it is but yeah we we take a step back and see what is actually the beginning of that journey um, so that is very much what informs our content um, and then i guess we we learn as we go so we need to see what works for us um what hasn't worked that well yeah. because there is so so much we can do and there are so many things that we can talk about yeah. and we don't have a massive you know publishing team as you know other platforms have there are there are sure. publishers <laughs> focused on small businesses <laughs> absolutely yeah. I mean that, that is their core business right it's producing content for small businesses um we don't have that capacity we can't do it all we have to become very, very focused. So we can't just go after those high search volume terms. We have to be smarter and I guess a bit more aware of our resources and what we can do. So um, data is becoming more and more important. So obviously we want to be very informative. We want to produce helpful content, but in the end we are a business ourselves. So (laughs) um, (laughs) clearly there's an objective for us um, you know that our content needs to deliver, so um, that's what we're looking at. What content works in regards to that? What should we do more of? Where can we, you know, have less focus on? Um, and that's actually one of the key things um, I will try to tackle in the next quarter. <laughs> is you know how how to really really get those deep insights and. Um, better understand where our content sits within the journey and then how does it drive business for are tied as a business um and then you know focusing on our efforts more on that rather than just you know yeah seo kpi is nice we have rankings we have traffic
0: but so what you know yeah
2: <laughs> that, that's nice to have but, that's
0: the, uh, the challenge for all of us isn't it exactly At some point, you've got to show how you're making money <laughs>
2: Exactly. So um yeah, so I guess for me it's um, still being very, very relevant and informative, but at the same time, um, you know, produce wide content that um supports our business KPIs rather than just SEO KPIs.
0: Yeah. Well that's that's fantastic. I think we're we're coming towards the end of our time. Um there's 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 more we could ask for sure, but um <laughs> we'll we'll have to draw it to a close here. So um thank you thank you very much for everything you've said so far kirsten and before you go um we just want to ask you how can people find you uh if they want to hear more about what you're doing and uh, and keep up with you uh, can they find you on social media
2: I would love to hear from people, always too, <laughs> and I'm always very excited when people connect with me on LinkedIn that I actually know, yes. or who have a keen interest, other than selling me something.
0: Yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> so,
2: um, I'm not that active on social, I have to say, so probably best on LinkedIn, Um, if you search for my name and probably the company well yeah. I think my name's relatively unique so you probably find me on yeah. LinkedIn so happy for anyone to reach out there
0: amazing well we'll put the link in um, in the show notes anyway yes. we always put a link to our guest profile so it should be very easy for them to find you oh, um, yeah. and <laughs> if not like, I need
2: to work on optimizing my LinkedIn profile
0: I guess <laughs> oh, it's, it's very easy to neglect the personal brand isn't it That's... oh yes <laughs> yes yes well we will we'll have to leave it there for today, but yeah, thank you. Thank you so much um, for everything on this episode. It's been, it's been great to have you, uh, and thanks, Ed, as well. Um, uh, that is going to do it. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time for more on-page SEO content. And um, We're excited to continue to bring you a variety of voices from within the SEO industry. Uh, and as always, we would really appreciate it if you could leave a review uh, wherever you're listening to this, whatever sort of podcast channel. Uh, any reviews can really help our own organic performance there uh, and really makes a difference to us. Um, And we just mentioned social media, Uh, Ed and I are both on Twitter at BenJGary with two Rs and at EdJTW with two Ds uh, and we would always be happy to hear from you and you can always find more of what Impression is doing at impression.co.uk slash blog as well. Uh, and finally, I just want to recommend womenintechseo.com slash speakers, or uh, if you're looking for more people to speak about on-page SEO and the kind of things we talk about here, uh, then there is a fantastic group of people over there. That really is everything. Thank you both. Hope you have a great weekend. Thank you
2: Thanks for having me <laughs> you we will,
0: uh, We'll speak to you all soon. Thank you.
2: Thanks. Bye.